Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We'll get up close and personal with some amazing guests. And like I say on every episode, today we got a great show for you. We got Scott Hamilton coming on. Yes, the Olympian, Scott Hamilton. But you know, he's actually known for way more than just being an Olympian. Olympian got him started, but man, boy, has he done some great things since then. And we're going to talk about some of that. We're going to talk about his new podcast that's coming up and because he's really excited about that on Live Your Days. And we're just going to see where this goes because you know what? We don't know. But we're excited to hear parts of his story and just see what happens, you know. And then who knows? Maybe we'll talk about what just happened while I go too. But anyway, Scott, are you here? I am. This is so fun. Sorry again. <laughs> just play. It's like I've got this like Forrest Gump life, right? It's insane. It's right. like, and I, you know, and it's it's funny through you know this live your days. Um, mm. platform that we've been growing. It's, it's, it's kind of like the podcast is an extension of this movement we're trying to create um, uh-huh. of just allowing people mm-hmm. to kind of like live their days in amazing <laughs> ways, right? So <clears throat> I was just on uh, Mitch Album's uh, Tuesday People podcast and, uh, you know, we recorded and it was like, you know, normally I'm on with him because I've done a show a couple of times and it's like, uh-huh. It's 20 minutes, maybe, and mm-hmm. this time it was 45 minutes. I was like, "Whoa, this is unbelievable!" So I am sorry <laughs> that I'm a few minutes late, but it's like it's like kind of like that, it's like Mitch album, really. And then it's like, "Oh, and I oh, give yeah. you Chris and Sandy, awesome!" And this is like everything is such a the gift that keeps like giving. I'm just like overwhelmed. So, <laughs> and you know, your podcast, live your days. The whole idea behind it, I love that because you know. Then I, uh, we just crossed our 18th wedding anniversary, oh, and yeah. and we oh, lived you. that. We, you know, we've we've mm-hmm. all, you know we we've been a 24/7 couple the whole time of our marriage. So we truly live what you're talking about in that. Oh, and by the way, we me and you have the same birthday. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, it's a fun <laughs> birthday. Eight two eight, eight two eight. I'm yep. sure I had it first though. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you, you had it first because I'm 49. <laughs> I just turned 49, yeah. and and you know I always always talk about you know the great thing about our birthday is 8:28, Romans 8:28. Everything works for the good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and it's it's that. I mean, it's you know so much about you know this how this whole platform came. It's it's such mm-hmm. a an amazing God story. You know, it's it's. You know, when I was diagnosed with my third brain tumor, you know, by then mm-hmm. I you know, had a childhood illness, then cancer, and then brain tumor mm-hmm. number one, brain tumor number two, and now brain tumor three. It's like I'd learned a lot, you know, and so uh-huh. I just, they were giving me mm-hmm. all this option of whether I want to go medical, you know, this, this targeted drug, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm all I'm hearing is wop, 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 wop. You know, I'm not even hearing the words coming out of their mouth, really. And then the surgeon came in and, Wow. Tell me about you know stuff he had to do, and I, I all I can hear in the back of my mind was get strong, and it was like mm-hmm. get strong. Mm-hmm. I, was, I don't know what when you get strong, and I was like I just this overwhelming urge to get strong, and I mm-hmm. didn't know if it meant physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually. So I just sort of said okay, ease all the above, <laughs> and and it was miraculous, you know this going through another surgery, you know, like the one I had in two thousand ten, which became nine surgeries and and it was just you know losing my sight in my right eye because of that, and getting a little bit of it back, and you know all those things 
this time I was like, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not afraid of moving forward with any treatment thing. I'm just not my yeah. everything. I, everything I'm hearing in my mind is saying get strong. And so, I mean, over the last four years, I've watched the tumor shrink and shrink wow. and grow and shrink and grow yeah. and grow and shrink and shrink. It's been this this really weird roller coaster. And it's really not. They're not able to explain it very much, you know. So. I look at all of it as miraculous, but when it was diagnosed, I did this interview for people.com and it was the first time I kind of, you know, the live your days thing came out. It was um, four years ago. Uh-huh. And I just said, look, you know, the one thing I've learned through this unique hobby of collecting life threatening illness is that, um, <laughs> you know, our bodies are incredibly vulnerable and they're very fragile to a lot of things, mm-hmm. but, they're also incredibly, phenomenally resilient, but ultimately yes. they're temporary, right? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I put everything is it's, if we're temporary, how are we living our lives and how are we taking advantage of each day and each moment and how are we able mm-hmm. to kind of take stock and, and be really intentional about, about living our days joyfully, productively, um, abundantly in service of others, you know, and in community, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was really wild. Um, you know, when I did that interview, you know, usually if people like something, they'll share it like, you know, it'll be shared like 10,000 times, you know, that's kind of a mm-hmm. good story back then for people.com. This story yeah. was shared 35 million times. Wow. And so it's like, that's okay, <laughs> what are we, what, what just happened? <laughs> And it was because I think at that at that point people were really just wanted hope, you know. They just wanted any yeah. any form of, of positivity and hope. And so we created Live Your Days back then, and I just didn't feel like it was the right time to build yeah. it. You know, I just didn't, mm-hmm. it just didn't feel right. It's like, oh, well, let's just tap like this, let's just you know, let's just put this over. And when the time is right, it'll present itself. And I was working with a five-by-five agency. They're um, kind of a marketing company. And I said, no, I I don't think it's now's the time. And so Mm -hmm. in month two of of the the quarantine, I got a call from um, five-by-five, and they go, "Um, now? And I said, yeah, now, (laughs) now. People need need hope now more than ever. They need to take charge Mm -hmm. of their lives. And they need to understand what they're made of and they just need to, yeah. you know, just rise up and, and just really just take stock and, and, and just take, take in the beauty of each moment while they're truly understanding the power that their lives um, embody. Yeah. And, you know, talking about cancer now, I've never been through it, but my wife, Sandy, when she was 19, she had cancer and oh, beat no. and, and, Sorry. and she wasn't supposed to have kids or anything. I mean, that, that she right. refused radiation. You know, she's had mm-hmm. eight months of chemo, and she refused to. She knew that if she did radiation, it'd be over. There's no possible way for kids. So she said right. no, and they told they yeah, gave right. her two years to live. You know, they gave her two years to live yeah. um, if she didn't have it. And here yeah. it is. We've got an eight-year-old little boy. And we've got uh, a 19-month-old little daughter. Yes. Like 20 you know, something years later we, here. We decide, and God's in charge. You know, so <laughs> yes. we, we just sort of like, wait a minute. No. I mean, I, I appreciate your 
expertise in all of this, and I appreciate that, you know, these are your feelings, and you're trying to prepare me for X, Y, or Z, but ultimately, you know, I live in hope, you know, mm-hmm. I, I live in, in hope, and I live in faith, and I live in the strength of that, and so we'll, we'll right. just, we'll see, you know, when I, I had testicular cancer, and then mm-hmm. I had a pituitary brain tumor, and we wanted a, a second child, right? And after a, mm-hmm. the testicular cancer, mm-hmm. my, my first child was kind of a miracle. He was born nine months and two days after we got married, <laughs> okay? I'm and then um, I was like, okay, there you go. So maybe, you know, doctors don't know everything. And then you have a pituitary brain tumor. Now fertility's out the window. And I, I get it, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, well, there's no way. So I self-injected time uh-huh. a week for two years. Wow. And then, you know, at the end of that, we just said, you know, we've taken this as far as we can. We're just, if God wants us to have another child, we will. And so mm-hmm. I, I went off the shot and um, mm-hmm. six weeks later, um, we found out that, you know, our son, our second son was on the way, but it was all done in faith, oh. right? It's, it's all done in faith. Mm-hmm. So, man, what you just shared about your journey, Sandy, is, is remarkable and, and that's, that's, that's to be shared. That's to be shouted from the rooftop yep. oh, because people oh, need to hear those types of Absolutely. stories. And, and you know, we, we married one month before y'all did. Yeah, ah. October 5th, 02. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, um, God used Sandy to save me because I went through 19 years of addictions. Until um, until he healed Sorry. me almost 13 years ago, and you know through the first five years of our marriage, Sandy went through a lot of crap because of my addictions, and um, but she never put me down, she never nagged me, she never did anything against me whatsoever. In fact, she she uplifted me. She was my cheerleader mm-hmm. through that, and she loved me through the addictions. And sometimes people will say when we tell our story, sometimes people will say, "Well, she allowed you to walk over her." And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. She allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And why wouldn't I wouldn't well, yeah, be I'm here. saying, you know, Tracy saved me. You know, I, I always had mm-hmm. a, a belief, mm-hmm. but I, it wasn't, I didn't understand anything. You know, yeah. I, I was very proud mm-hmm. in my, um, no, it's, religion is different than faith. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, faith is beautiful. Religion can be sometimes misused or weaponized, yeah. you know, so like I, yeah. I choose, I choose the Lord. Right. And, and it's like, really? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just, um, you know, when you, when you understand God's authority and his mm-hmm. love for us, it's like a friend of mine, his wife uh, went was ordained as a, as a minister, and in, and I go, what was the biggest takeaway? And she said, when I um, when I learned that you know it's like um, what I tell everybody, the definition of the gospel is you are loved, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, and that's you know it's kind of like that's it. It's like we are loved. Mm-hmm. Now now what? What are you going to do with that? What do you, you know, how are you going to operate in your life now? And, you know, when we, when we, you know, kind of the whole idea, my, my whole feeling of live your days, you know, it comes out of that, get strong. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's physical, mm-hmm. emotional, intellectual, 
and spiritual. And, and yep. you know, if, if you're sitting in a chair and those are the four legs in your chair and one of them's missing, you're going to fall down. And, and <laughs> yep. it, 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 you might get hurt, right? So I really try to encourage all of it to be, let's have these discussions. And, you know, um, I really want to explore in season two, um, and I'm mm-hmm. really hoping that season one can really get, you know, get really uh, a lot of following and that people understand and want to support this this platform, this movement that I'm trying to create and, and to really just start bringing in thought leaders in, 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 in the faith industry or the faith space, mm-hmm. I should say, mm-hmm. that can really nurture those that are um, confused or that, that have, you know, that, that feel like faith, you know, has, has in some way been used against them and, and to truly mm-hmm. understand the love, the pure yeah. Pure love, the sacrificial love that God has shown us in creating a pathway to um, redemption and um, mm-hmm. to live a, a life of, of quality and beauty um, in, in recognition of, of Jesus and, and everything that he taught us, showed us, um, did for us, and, and the resurrection is proof, you know, that yep. you know, we don't always have to rely on you know just you know science it really does and I, I i believe in you know it's like intellect is really important but however you know i also really believe that there you know there's so many things that have happened in in this world that mm-hmm. you cannot explain they just can't yeah. be explained because they'll yeah. run, at the end of the day they'll run out it's like, well, then where did that, how did that happen? Well, we don't know that, but we know all of this. Well, then just look up and that's the beauty answer to all your questions. You know, you still need to be interested. You still need to be yeah. in touch, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, we, we hope through the Live Your Days platform, you know, website movement that we can, mm-hmm. you know, entertain people and enlighten them and, and give them what they need to live their days joyfully. I love that. You know, hope is such a powerful thing. You know, I remember a quote a while back that I heard of, never forgot, where there's no hope in the future, there's no power in the present, and vice versa. Where there's hope in the future, there's power in the present, because when you become hopeless, it takes away everything that you're trying to do in the present, everything. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't live without an ounce of hope. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and that's how our life is today. We had mm-hmm. a, we, you know, it, it, it's like I, I had a interview today that I did and it was like, it starts with yes. You know, it all starts with mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing comes from a no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it starts with a yes. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, and, and, and you know, when yes you're an actor, God. it's like, yes. And, you know, but it's like, yeah, when you just allow him in and when you allow just the gospel and you learn from it and you allow it to, you know, just sort of bathe every cell in your body. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, all the, the junk of this world sort of takes on a different identity and we know how the story ends. You know, we do. And it's, it, <laughs> and it's, it's not easy. None of it's easy. You know, life can really <laughs> present difficult circumstances and, and trials and tribulations and, 
challenges and all those things, but you know, it's, it's how we go through it. It's like when, you know, after the third brain tumor, Tracy was doing an interview with this, um, this group mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they said, what about, you know, the, he said joy. He said, you're going to do everything in joy. And I always say mm-hmm. that when I go in for one of my scans is no matter what the, what the outcome of this, the MRI is today, I'm going to, I'm going to just move forward joyfully. And I go, mm-hmm. really? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. And, and my wife said, and it was brilliant. It knocked me down, actually. She said, <laughs> you know, um, joy is in the lack of fear and suffering. It's how you go through it. And that's, Amen. you know, that's life, right? It's like you go through mm-hmm. life, yeah, you know, and, and you're, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I did a TED Talk for TEDx Nashville, and they said, um, we want you to do this. And I go, what do you want me to talk about? And they said, anything. And I go, really? <laughs> Like, are you sure? It's kind of broad. And so I looked up suffering. And nobody's ever talked about suffering in a TED platform before. And I said, well, why isn't anybody talking about the one thing we all go through at some point in our lives is suffering? And so I, mm-hmm. I did a talk on suffering and um, oh, wow. how to kind of process suffering. And and I really – one of our know, po- One of our pastors wrote a book on suffering, about the, the gift oh. of suffering. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because suffering produces endurance, endurance character, and character hope. You know, and it's and it's funny that you're saying all this because we're actually launching a second. You know, the Christian Family Show is more of an entertainment show where we bring on artists, um, authors, um, speakers, mus- um, and and, all, and actors and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're starting us. We wanted to do something that's more spiritual. We get more heavy. And we're writing our story out in a book, and it's going to be called Enduring the, Enduring the Storm. And it's about finding strength through faith and perseverance. That's our story. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, you know what? We could, so we're launching a podcast under that name to where we bring people on who, who has fought through the storm through faith and perseverance. And you know, hearing you talk about it, I was like, you know what, this is another sign for us. Like, okay, we're on the right track. And it's funny, you know, I know I had you booked for this show, and I'm sitting like, my God, he'd have been great for that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're all in this together, and that's another thing. Uh-huh. You know, we just have to figure out the best ways of learning from each other, um, uh-huh. you know, supporting each other. You know, it's it's um, – you know, with with everything that's going on with COVID, it's really hard for my foundation to raise money for cancer research. Oh, and, wow. You know, Tell us a little bit about um, that. I, well, it it um it all kind of started with you know, you know the horrific and tragic death of my mom to breast cancer, mm-hmm. and um out of that I became a fundraiser, and then uh, 20 years after I lost her, I was diagnosed with my own cancer, and it was what I learned through that episode that allowed me to become more of a activist, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. what's missing? Well, I didn't have the support I needed, you know, to really understand my treatment and how to endure it. So mm-hmm. we created a, um, the fourth angel mentoring program. And the fourth angel mentoring program is pairing newly diagnosed patients with survivors of the same disease and treatment uh, cycle and they work as life coaches and role models and, you know, just as champions of life that these patients can rely on just to answer questions that no one else can. And so mm-hmm. that was something I, I didn't have going through, and I wanted to quit after round three. And 
I didn't understand, you know, kind of post-surgical swelling and all those different things. And, and I was just, I was freaked out most of the time. And um, knowing that if I would have had somebody in my corner that had experienced what I'm going through, they could have mm-hmm. humanized it and, you know, allowed me to go through that. So that was one thing that I learned. Another thing was when I was diagnosed, I went on the internet and I tried to figure out testicular cancer and mm-hmm. I got these medical journal mm-hmm. papers with, you know, 12 syllable words, sometimes three to a sentence. And it's like, <laughs> okay, wait, really? Okay, now I'm sick like, and I'm too dumb to be sick? Really? Okay. This <laughs> is not fair. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't know what chemotherapy was. And, and I thought chemo was when they put you in a room with this giant machine that replaces all your bodily fluids. And it's not that at all. It's just mm-hmm. chemical therapy. And so we yeah. built a a website called chemocare.com and it's every wow. single thing you need to know about the chemotherapy experience written in eighth grade English and Spanish and we Google translate any language in the world and and it's really well, been an amazing resource for people going through uh, cancer because they can they can study up on what they're going through without having to be a third year medical student you know so it's yeah. it's, oh, it's really humanizing the cancer experience pulling that evil mask off of chemotherapy and allowing people to understand what it is. You know, I'll, I'll talk to like a friend of mine's wife was going through breast cancer and she had to have chemo and, and, you know, of course she's going to lose her hair and she had to have a lumpectomy and, and um, you know, she just was so afraid of the chemo that she didn't even want to go through it. And I go, what do you think, you know, the greatest effect, you know, chemotherapy is? And she said, um, hair loss. I go, no. She said, nausea. I go, no. And she goes, a loss of appetite? I go, no. And she goes, what is it? And I go, it kills cancer. Like, keep your eye on the ball. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we do this because there's, right now, there's nothing else. And so a big part of, you know, rolling out CARES as a dedicated foundation is to raise money to fund the research that will replace chemotherapy with, uh, you know, the promise, which is now coming, you know, becoming the reality of immunotherapy, um, wow. you know, precision targeted therapies, and, you know, the, the awareness of, of proton therapy. I mean, you know, you know, you've had radiation, you know, if you, if you look at what radiation, how it works compared to proton therapy, I mean, it's alarming. I did another TED talk on that. I'm the dumbest guy to do a TED talk and I've done two TED talks, but, you know, just the, <laughs> The whole understanding of proton therapy and how it's so much better than traditional radiation because, you know, when you look at traditional radiation, it's, it's a pass-through beam. It's like an X-ray or a, or a um, you know, a photon beam. And it's like if you put a flashlight up against your hand, you see light coming through. That's the same way traditional radiation works. It, it goes through the body until it runs out of energy. And, um, you know, with proton therapy, the difference is it's, it's a particle. It's a proton out of a hydrogen atom. And when it, when it stops inside the tumor, it now releases its energy trying to become a hydrogen atom again. You know, so it's, oh, wow. it's really amazing to see, you know, it's the difference between, you know, with, with, with traditional radiation, you're throwing a grenade into a crowded park where you'd really rather have a sniper. <laughs> You know, that makes sense. Yeah, so we're really trying to elevate cleaner, better, 
um, you know, treatment options. And that's why our ribbon is upside down is we want to turn cancer upside down and just oh, wow. take it from fear and suffering oh, to any other illness, you know, just, just mm-hmm. stop it. From so tell being, us about the book you know, that you wrote too, the Fritzy Friends Finds a Hat. Oh, Fritzy Finds, Finds a Hat. hat. Oh, yeah. Well, Fritzy came out of a relationship with um, the Moffitt Cancer Center in Mm -hmm. uh, Tampa. They're an incredible cancer center. And, um, you know, so it was a collaboration with Mary uh, Coffey, who is an executive there, and came up with this idea uh, to write a children's book about the way my mother told me she had cancer. And she was very, you know, lighthearted about it. But it's about Fritzy learning that her, his mom has cancer and then um, her, going on a mission to find her the perfect hat for when she loses her hair to this uh, chemotherapy. And oh, wow. Brad Paisley, the country music artist, um, he mm-hmm. and his boys illustrated the hats and uh, oh, did wow. a lot of the artwork in the book and Bill Kersey finished the rest out. And so it was a wonderful project and it's a really soft place to land for children um, mm-hmm. You know, whose parents have been diagnosed with cancer. It's it's a it's an icebreaker. It's a way for the yeah. um, parents to talk about mm-hmm. cancer with their children without scaring them or freaking them out. I love that. And you know, and I went here right now because we always um, we kind of got a third co-host. We always allow our eight-year-old to get on the show and ask one question to each each of Yay. the guests that we have. Yeah. They love that. So Sandy's about to get him on real quick. And, you know, our 19-month-old little daughter, when she gets older, we're plugging her in too. <laughs> well, you can always pretend like she's asking me a question too. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, he, he loves it. I don't know if he thought he was going to get on this one or not, but we're, you know, because we do a lot of that. We do – the show started out as a country music artist interview show. And that was kind of our plan, and we started growing and growing and growing. And then I was like, you know, we could, you know, our tagline is up close and personal. Why does it have to be just music? And yeah. <laughs> and because of that little crazy idea, we have you on the show today. Next week we've got um, Karen Kingsbury coming on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, and then we've got a few others that are outside of music. So we're just now building the outside of music part because, again, you know, we just want to get the stories. We just want to get up close and personal and, you know, to whoever it comes on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And here is Christopher. He's got his question ready. Awesome. Hi, Scott. What's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Yes. Oh, man. I like anything <laughs> that I can put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like, you know, if I had to pick one, like, like ethnic food, it would probably be Asian. I love, I love Japanese food. I love Chinese food. I love uh, Thai food. And a close second would be Italian. I love pasta and I love pizza. And uh, so those are my favorite foods. My, my dad, the only thing he knew how to make when my mom was working was spaghetti. So we had a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> and then once I started traveling, um, I, you know, I, I started, you know, kind of going to Asia more because skating is really popular in, in Japan. And I realized that I loved the food there and I just couldn't eat enough of it. And so when I came back, I started experimenting in different types of Asian foods. And, and I love, we have a great Thai food uh, restaurant just up the street mm-hmm. from us called Jasmine. And I love mm-hmm. it there. And then um, 
Peter's Thai sushi right here in Brentwood is awesome. And, and then just Chinese food. I love, love, love Chinese food as well. So, so what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Pizza. Everybody loves pizza. My youngest son loves <laughs> cheese pizza. It's all he eats is cheese pizza. What's, where's your favorite place to go in Nashville for pizza? He doesn't know that one yet because we're 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 actually uh, moving to Na- we're moving to Nashville next year, but we live in Savannah, Georgia. Where is your favorite place to order pizza? Uh, Little Caesars. Ah, <laughs> you're gonna love Nashville. We've got all kinds. We've got Jets. We've got Marcos. We've got Sal's. We've got Papa John's. We've got um, oh my goodness, there's so many. Um, great pizza places here in town. You're gonna love it. Oh well. Oh, awesome. and Blaze. That's my son's favorite. Is Blaze Pizza. Oh well. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> cool. Bye, thanks. All right. <laughs> I see you. <clears throat> now you've been through a lot in your life. Do you do you think that you get the endurance that you've had to have through the years? That a part of that kind of came from the grueling that it took you to get to the Olympics. You know, what I've learned about um, sports uh, is, Mm -hmm. you know, probably most of it, probably more than half of it is showing up, right? So on the days (laughs) that you don't feel like training, you show up. On the -hmm. the days you don't feel like doing a long program run through, you show up, you do the long program Mm -hmm. run through. You know, you're on time, you do all those things. And, and, you know, a big part of skating, probably the biggest part of skating that everybody has in common, when they, whether they're a recreational skater, a hockey player, a speed skater, a figure skater, the one thing about skating that is universal is you're going to fall down, right? You're going <laughs> to fall. And, and when I wrote Finish First, um, I was, mm-hmm. uh, the, the woman I wrote it with, she said, how many times do you think you fell down on the ice, you know, in your whole career? Oh, wow. And so I did sort of an estimate, you know, I just, okay, I was skated that many times a day per hour. I probably wasn't there. So I figured a minimum, I fell 41,600 times. And so wow. when you fall down 41,600 times, you actually, you get up 41,600 times. And when you do that, you kind of get, you build up this resiliency, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I failed at that. Or, yeah, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. But I can always try again. And, you know, it's that getting up thing that really, I think more than anything, allowed me to be not so much in fear. Like the fear of the diagnosis was unbelievable, but it flipped, like, almost instantly to be a sense of power and courage and um, mission Mm -hmm. and and it was like the, that was the getting up part. You know, it's like, yeah, the cancer diagnosis knocked me down, but then I, I got up. And it was really cool that I went into every aspect of it, you know, with that mindset that if I show up on time every day and be the best patient they've ever had, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to be more than okay. And, and yeah. it was that, you know, I, I, I showed up you know, on time every day. And I did my part and I participated wholly in my, um, in my adventure and in, in my recovery. And, and I was able to, you know, kind of get back on the ice immediately and, and get back to the tour the very next year after 
four months of chemotherapy and a 38 wow. staple surgery. And, you know, talking about showing up, I can remember that, you know, last year we I had this idea for this show. And Sandy wasn't sure. If, she goes, are you sure? I was like, what would we name it? I was like, what the Chris and Sandy show? And she's like, well, who knows us? I was like, what? well, Bobby, it works for Bobby Bones. It works for Ty Bentley. You know what? It'll work for us. It's our names. And yeah. so I, re- I remember when we launched on January 3rd, all I could think about, because when we log into our system, it gives a little countdown. And all I could remember was I just you – know, I told Sandy, I can talk, so I'm not worried about um, being a lot of pauses. I can – you know, if there's a pause on the artist side, I can make up the difference. Not a big deal. And um, But my fear was the, the system. You, you know, we're, like, tied to this technology. If it don't work, we're – it messes us up. So I was like, I just hope it don't go out. And I guess God heard me because we're sitting there like, I guess God felt like, well, if that's your biggest fear, then try this on. <laughs> so our very first show, and all of a sudden we're talking with um, Ashlyn Grace out of Nashville, <clears throat> and we're talking. And she's like, um, all of a sudden she disappears. I'm like, uh, nothing. Sandy comes running into the room, says, um, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. And then Ashlyn texts me and says, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> and we're, I'm sitting there like, my worst fear is happening right in front of us. And I'm sitting there like, uh, <laughs> what, what do I do? I don't, I don't know. And then I – so finally, we all log back in. We're still live. And then it's like works. It finishes. And I remember that night I messaged a friend of mine who's done 500 shows on the same software. And I told him what happened. He says, you know, I've never heard of that happen. And, and to this day, it's never happened since. So I guess it was mm. God saying, if that's your worst fear, let's get that out of the way so now you can do your show. And because yeah. of that, we are at two, we're at over 230 interviews this year. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. That's a full-time yeah, job. Showing up. Yeah. Showing up. People will find you. And that's the hope, right? Is you know yeah. they, they log you know they log on they they listen to the podcast they go wow that was really fun I really enjoyed that and then you know you start to build a relationship with people mm-hmm. and um, you know so it's great and I'm I'm just so honored that you know you are you know um, having me on to talk about this new movement and and everything that, you know I guess we have in common now you know, with this, um, you know, reaching people and trying to enlighten and entertain them. I just love that. And again, we love everything that you stand for. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you met your wife. I mean, I, I get personal. I like on our show that we like, (laughs) we like to have a conversation and, you know, tell us how you met your wife. All right. And I, I try to make this as brief as possible because it's kind of a really great <laughs> So I was diagnosed with cancer on March um, 16th, or March 17th, um, 1997. And I knew that, you know, I was living a big, you know, kind of big life touring and doing all that stuff. And I just, I just felt like, uh, you know, I just, I didn't, I just felt like I wasn't living right. And then I'm diagnosed mm-hmm. with cancer and it's like, oh, okay, well, now there's this. And so I got oh, wow. my cancer, and I just decided I needed to step away and kind of just rebuild my life, just sort of, you know, strip down to, you know, the parts that I felt were, were not really making me uh, happy or legit. You know, I just felt like I was kind of 
Like I, I just wasn't the right person. I just I wasn't living the way I was supposed to live. And so I stepped away and for three years I'd tour and then I lived in LA. You know, I just, I, I lived in Denver for 23 years. I stepped away from that. I went to LA just because I found that LA was a great place to be alone. And then I'd go back on tour. And so I was on tour <laughs> three years to the day later on backstage and Tony Thomas, whose dad, Danny Thomas, uh, founded St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. His son, Tony, mm-hmm. and I got to be really good friends because of um, the fact that, uh, you know, Stars and Ice was benefiting, you know, Target House at St. Jude. And so he had a guest come to the show that night, and um, I thought it was a date, you know. So at the end of the show, Tony is talking to some families, and uh, his date was standing by the production office door, and I just went up and said hi and, Wanted to check her out because, you know, Tony's my friend. And, you know, I just wanted to see what he's up to, right? And yeah. uh, so I go, wow. I go, wow, wow. That, she was awesome. <laughs> and I thought, if I, could, if I could meet somebody like that, I could get off the bench, you know, because I kind of was, like, not really interested in getting into a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And so I uh, go fast forward a few months. And again, it was the third anniversary of my diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of moved me to get out. Anyway, so I'm, I'm playing golf with Tony in L.A., and he's all lovey-dovey on the phone. I go, is that that girl from Memphis that I met? And he goes, Tracy? And I go, I don't remember her name, but I just remembered that she was really awesome and amazing. And he goes, no, 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 she's like my my sister. She's not like a date. That was just a friend thing. That was a date. Oh, wow. And I go, oh. I go, that's really, that's really crazy. I really thought she was cool. And he goes, it's funny you ask about her. I think she's moving to L.A. this week from oh, wow. Tennessee. And I said, uh, can I get a number? <laughs> <laughs> so we finally, I was going to Christy Yamaguchi's wedding, and then she was going back to Tennessee to get stuff. And we just sort of said, when you get back, we're going to, let's, let's, you know, meet. And so uh, we went out to dinner. Um and we've been together ever since. And it was just one of those things oh, wow. where it was just meant to be. And, and it all kind of came out of the fact that I had cancer and the fact that I met her three years to the day later. And the fact that she just happened to be moving to where I lived. And, I mean, and just her <laughs> cousin was one of my favorite friends in L.A. who I didn't <laughs> even know that she was his cousin. Anyway, it was just crazy that how God moves and and she's the one that. that sat me down and said you know I need to ask you a serious question and I go what and she said where are you in your relationship with with Jesus and I said you know, oh, like, wow. hey, smart guy I said, where do you want me to be <laughs> <laughs> smart answer right <laughs> so yeah so we you know we came together and um you know, it's been an amazing uh, adventure with, you know, having our first child right away, you know, not intending, mm-hmm. you know, hoping, and then mm-hmm. having another one four years later out of another health, you know, disaster. And then, um, uh, and then, you know, just sort of adopting two children from Haiti, which was, you know, another incredible um <coughs> incredible blessing. So, you know, it's just, you know, um, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, yeah. you know, you just show up, 
you know, again, God puts you where he wants you to be. And, and so, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a big part of this, you know, this, this new thing we're getting out in front of everybody, this live your days thing. It's that, you know, it's like, these are your days and, you know, our bodies are fragile, but resilient, but temporary. So you've got, so, Mm -hmm. you know, we're here to help you do that through our 30 day challenge on the website, liveyourdays.com. And we're here to entertain mm-hmm. you and we're here to give you perspective and we're here to, um, you know, celebrate life in a really unique way. So, um, I love yeah. That. So I'm really hopeful that it, it, it finds a following and we're able to do it right and that we can encourage people. That is awesome. And, you know, a real quick story of how, you know, God moved in our marriage too, because, you know, we actually met back in 02 February 2nd of 02 online. You know, back then it was taboo in, in 2002, I always say. Because, you know, everybody meets online now. Nobody met back then. And we yeah. met on February 2nd of 02. We talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. We set a wedding date February 18th, and we met in person March 4th because she was in Kentucky and I was in Georgia. So we actually was meeting to see who we were going to marry because we just knew God was here. Yeah. Oh, yes. And and people That's called us crazy. Cool. And and here we are, eight just crossed our 18th anniversary. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that's just awesome. And and you know, and you look back on it now, and it's not and none of it's an accident. It's all providential. You know, mm-hmm. it's all in the plan. And you know, and that's one way of really you know operating in faith is God knows every single one of the steps that he's laid out for us to live a phenomenal life. We just have to, mm-hmm. you know, choose those steps and choose yep. those moments and understand, mm-hmm. you know, what he's done for us. And when we're able to do that, I mean, the incredible hope. I mean, the, the power of hope is mm-hmm. beyond description. And, you know, again, it just comes down to, you know, you know our days matter. And, you know, yep. they, they put us directly in, you know, in, into those um, realities of, you know, what God has laid out for us. You know, yep. live so your day. Even people that aren't, they don't understand um, or they don't, they haven't accepted the Lord yet, you know. Um, you know, who knows? You know, who knows what this this platform can do? We haven't really allowed it to be Christ-centered and we yeah. are, we haven't taken advantage of that yet, I guess, but it's, it, it's all there. I mean, it's always yeah. kind of right out front and, yeah. um, you know, we really want people to, to live their lives authentically, joyfully, um, no matter what, what the condition it's like, this is your time. And we're really, mm-hmm. um, hopeful that you'll, you know, come on board and let's build this thing. We love their feedback. We're really looking for feedback and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome. And you've seen what happens when you put that out there. People show yep. up. Exactly. So one last time, tell everybody how they can get to your podcast. Liveyourdays.com. And uh, it's a website. Everything's there. Um, we're rolling out a new podcast every week. Um, the schedule is there. We have a 30-day challenge for people to, um, you know, really look at, you know, kind of, building those intentional parts of, you know, I'm doing the 30 day challenge because it's really fun and it's really kind of interesting and it allows us to build contentment into our lives. So I'm really excited about that. And, um, you know, we we have merchandise that benefits our cancer research and, um, 
it's really awesome. So we're really excited about uh, the LiveYourDays.com platform, and, and we're really hoping to build a big audience like you have. I love that. And, you know, so because, you know, I don't want to get your PR company upset with us. <laughs> so we were going to end <laughs> on time here. Um, so yeah. if you want to um, – we definitely had a great time. We enjoyed having you on the it show. Did. And we definitely look yeah. forward to having you back down the road. Yay, anytime. You guys are fun to talk to. I want to hear more about you. All right, we will next time. We will. Right. Thank you so much for your time. All right. All right. You, you, you have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye. You too. Well, right. thank Bye. you. Thanks. Bye.